With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Chapter 7 of The Orbit's Gate Mystery by Lewis Tracy. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Carolyn. Chapter 7. The House in the Rue Barbette. Brett was called at ten o'clock. After reinvigorating himself with a bath and a hearty breakfast, he was ready to meet Captain Gautier, who arrived promptly at eleven-thirty. In the spacious foyer of the Grand Hotel, it was impossible to say who might be looking at them. "'Come to my room,' said Brett. "'There we will be able to talk without interruption.' Once comfortably seated, Brett resumed the conversation where he had broken it off on the train overnight. "'You say you know Hussein al mulk he commenced. "'Yes,' replied the King's messenger. "'And what is more, I have discovered his residence since we parted.' It seems that one of the attachés at the embassy met him recently, and thought it advisable to keep in touch with the young Turkish party, of which Hussein al-Malk is a shining light. So he asked him where he lived, and as the result I have jotted down the address in my notebook. Gautier searched through his memoranda, and speedily found what he wanted. "'Wait a minute,' interrupted Brett. Does it happen to be number 11, Rue Barbette? The barrister had more than once surprised his companion during the previous night, but this time Gautier seemed to be more annoyed than startled. If you know all these things, he said stiffly, I don't see why you should bother me to get the information. I certainly gathered from your remarks that the only acquaintance you had with Hussein al-Malk was obtained from the newspapers, and that individual himself has the best of reasons for not publishing his address broadcast. Brett smiled. You mean, he said, that Hussein al-Malk does live at number 11 Rue Barbette? Why, of course he does, was the irritable answer. That is very odd said the barrister. It was a mere guess on my part, I assure you. His assurance evidently did not weigh much with Captain Gautier, who replaced the notebook in his pocket, and obviously cast about in his mind for a convenient excuse to take his departure. Brett knew exactly what was troubling him. I am quite in earnest, he said, in telling you that I simply hazarded a guess at the address. To prove that this is so, I must place you in possession of certain incidents which took place after we parted at the Gare du Nord. 
rapidly but succinctly he told the amazed king's messenger of the chase in the cab across paris and how he brett had followed the frenchman who was tracking gautier's movements so closely you will understand he concluded that in view of my preconceived theory it was not a very far-fetched assumption to connect hussein al mulk with the house in the rue barbette into which your spy vanished well gasped his astonished hearer i must say mr brett that i owe you an apology i really thought at first you were fooling me whereas i now learn that you simply kept your eyes open much wider than other people perhaps nevertheless you have given me a genuine explanation of circumstances that were otherwise puzzling for do you know i heard about that chap calling at the embassy last night the incident was unusual to say the least but i paid little attention to it and certainly failed altogether to connect it with your visit to paris even yet i do not see what reason any one can have for shadowing my movements i regard it as a mere chance i imagine that our fellow-passenger in the train caught the name of hussein al malk in our conversation and this decided him to shadow your movements by means of the confederate who awaited his arrival at the station as it happened they simply hit upon the wrong person it might have paid them much better to follow me the outcome of the blunder is that i am in a fair way towards ascertaining all i want to know about them whereas up to the present they do not even suspect my existence as an active agent in the affair well now in what way can i help you regarding hussein al mulk can you introduce me to him in what capacity brett reflected for a moment before replying it would best suit my purpose if i met him as a political sympathizer gautier evidently did not like the idea foreign office messengers do not care to be associated with politics in any shape or form is there no other way he asked dubiously plenty said brett i might pose as a friend of yours interested in turkish carpets or coffee or cigarettes but for the purpose of my inquiry it would be well to jump preliminaries at once and make this chance acquaintance under the guise of a wire-puller all right said gautier i don't see that it matters much to me and the letter you have in your possession from the under-secretary is sufficient warrant for me to give you any assistance that lies in my power he glanced at his watch it is just about time for dejeuner he continued what do you say if we drive to the rue barbette at once the barrister ascended and they were soon crossing paris with the superb disregard for other people's feelings that characterizes the local cab-driver by the way inquired gautier have you learned anything else since your arrival only this it was not our friend talbot who came here on tuesday with a lady you're sure positive i have compared the handwriting in the hotel register with a letter undoubtedly written by mr talbot and the two do not agree 
the entry mr and mrs talbot london in the visitor's book of the grand hotel was a mere trick intended to amuse the police for a few hours until the conspirators had perfected their scheme for final and complete disappearance it was a bold move very quite in keeping with the rest of the details of an uncommon crime at last the fiacre stopped in front of the house in the rue barbette which brett had already scrutinized during the early hours of the morning here we are said gautier with a laugh if we find hussein al-malk at home i don't know what the deuce we're going to say to him remember that i depend on you to carry out a difficult situation because my turkish friend will become suspicious the minute he finds me dabbling in intrigue he knows full well that such matters are quite outside my usual business i think i will be able to interest him said brett calmly and without further preliminary gautier ascertained from the concierge that the turkish gentleman was within the two men ascended to the second story gautier rapped loudly on the first door he encountered and the summons appeared to scatter some of the inhabitants judging by the rapid opening and closing of doors that preceded the appearance of an elderly and solemn-looking turk who cautiously demanded their business gautier sent in his card and the servitor locked the door in the faces of the two men while he went to ascertain his master's orders they evidently do not mean to take many risks said the king's messenger in a low voice you're right replied brett though they appear to take the greatest one of all without giving it a thought and what is that this exhibition of nervousness and precaution before visitors are admitted the best way to exercise suspicion is to behave exactly as they are doing but now the door was reopened and the elderly turk ushered them into a spacious room on the right of the entrance hall where they were received by a young man a tall dignified mohammedan who rose hastily from a chair having apparently abandoned the perusal of a newspaper ah mon brave gautier he cried i am so pleased to see you i did not know you were in paris i have been spending an idle moment over smoke and scandal he spoke excellent french and appeared to be quite at his ease but brett noticed that hussein ul mulk held the discarded newspaper upside down he was smoking a cigarette lighted the instant before their appearance and notwithstanding his oriental phlegm he seemed to be labouring under intense excitement nevertheless hussein ul-mulk could control his nerves have you had dejeuner or have you time to join me in a cigarette he went on we will be delighted said gautier taking the proffered case the fact is i only heard of your presence in paris by accident and i mentioned the fact to my friend here who has interested himself in the armenian cause in london he at once expressed a keen desire to make your acquaintance so i ventured to bring him here and introduce him to you this is mr reginald brett an english barrister and one who keenly sympathizes with the reform movement in turkey i am delighted to know you mr brett said the suave oriental 
it is naturally a great pleasure to me to make the acquaintance of any influential englishman who has given sufficient thought to eastern affairs to understand the way in which my country suffers under a barbarous and unenlightened rule he spoke with the glibness of a born agitator yet all the while he was inwardly wondering what could be the true motive of the visit paid him by this distinguished-looking stranger and brett was silently resolving to startle hussein al mulk out of his complacency at the earliest possible moment it is an even greater pleasure to me he said to find myself talking to a reformer so distinguished as you your name is well known in england indeed in some quarters it has come to be feared which in this world is one of the signs of success hussein al mulk was puzzled but he remained outwardly unperturbed i was not aware he purred that my poor services to my country were so appreciated by my english friends ah said brett with a smile that conveyed much a man like you cannot long remain hidden i have good reason to know that at the present moment your achievements are earnestly attracting the attention of the foreign office hussein al mulk became even more puzzled indeed he exhibited some slight tokens of alarm lest brett's vehement admiration should reach the ears of others in the adjoining room really he said you flatter me will you not try these cigarettes they are the best they are made from tobacco grown especially for the sultan's household and it is death to export them i understand that the cigarette habit has grown very much of recent years in england yes said brett it certainly has developed with amazing rapidity in trade as in politics this is an astounding age gautier knew that there was more behind the apparent exchange of compliments than appeared on the surface having fulfilled his pledge to brett he said hurriedly both of you gentlemen will understand that i cannot very well take part in a political discussion with your permission hussein i will now leave my friend with you for half an hour's chat as i have an appointment at the cafe riche although hussein was profoundly disconcerted by brett's manner no less than his utterances he could not well refuse to accord him a further audience so gautier quitted the apartment and the englishman and the mussulman were left face to face brett felt that the situation demanded a bold game under some circumstances he knew that to throw away the scabbard and dash with naked sword into the fray was the right policy i came to see you hussein al-mulk he said speaking deliberately not only because i have an interest in the progressive policy voiced by the young turkish party but on account of matters of personal interest to you and to friends of mine in england the turk bowed silent recognition of the barrister's motives you are aware said brett that a large number of valuable diamonds were stolen from the special envoy of his majesty the sultan in london last tuesday night and that the theft was accompanied by the murder of four of the sultan's subjects and the abduction of a prominent official in the british foreign office 
it is difficult for an olive-skinned man to turn pale but hussein al-mulk did the next most effective thing for one of his race his face assumed a dirty green shade and his full red lips whitened for some few seconds he strove hard to regain his composure and frame a reply but brett nonchalantly puffing a cloud of smoke into the intervening space and thus helping his hearer to control his emotions went on pray do not trouble to deny your knowledge of the fact it is far better for men of the world like you and me to discard subterfuge when engaged in grave and difficult negotiations i do not purpose wasting time by describing to you the details of a crime with which you are thoroughly acquainted let me say in a sentence that my chief perhaps my only motive in coming here to-day is to secure the release of my friend mr talbot from the place where he is at present confined and at the same time to obtain from you a statement which will satisfactorily clear mr talbot in the eyes of his superiors of all personal complicity in the albert gate incident again there was a breathless silence hussein almulk had regained his nerve he was now considering how best he could dispose of this englishman who knew so much to purchase his silence was too hopeless he must die as speedily and unostentatiously as possible so he answered not but thought hard as to ways and means brett in imminent danger of his life disregarded all semblance of danger he leaned back in his chair closed his eyes in complete enjoyment of hussein's cigarettes which were really excellent and said in the even matter-of-fact tones of one who discusses an abstract problem of course my dear friend you are thinking that the best answer you can give me is to strangle me or to shoot me or adopt some other drastic remedy which finds favour in constantinople but let me point out to you that this will be a serious error of judgment i have not come here without safeguarding my movements you are aware that captain gautier a trusted foreign office messenger brought me here in person some members of the british government and several important officials of scotland yard know that i am in your house and discussing this matter with you if any accident interferes with my future movements you will simply precipitate a crisis quite lamentable in its results to yourself to your association and to your cause you will see therefore hussein that to kill me cannot really be thought of a man of your penetration and undoubted sagacity must surely admit this at once and we can then proceed to discuss matters in a friendly and pleasant manner at last hussein found his tongue i have never met you before mr brett he said but you interest me brett smiled and bowed in acknowledgment of the compliment of course i admit nothing went on the mohammedan of course lest of all do i admit that i contemplated any breach of hospitality towards yourself brett waved his hand in deprecation of such a pernicious thought but you will understand went on hussein almulk that it is quite impossible for me to even attempt to discuss the very interesting facts you have brought to my notice 
without some inquiry on my part and on yours some proof that the events concerning which you have informed me have really happened you see one cannot trust newspapers they get such garbled accounts of occurrences particularly of state affairs they are misleading excuse me i am sure you will admit that although i dispensed with details in my brief statement the facts were undeniable i can tell you exactly how and why mehmet ali and his two secretaries together with hussein his confidential servant were murdered but the circumstances were revolting and need not be unduly discussed between gentlemen i can tell you how the diamonds were obtained from the albert gate mansion and how they were conveyed to paris but as they are probably in your possession and the main object of your enterprise has thus been accomplished it seems to me that all these otherwise dramatic effects are needless i have told you exactly the object of my visit and i still await an answer hussein almulk laughed a trifle uneasy on my part monsieur i might attempt to question the extent of your knowledge but as you are mistaken in one part of your summing up of evidence you may be wrong in others to what do you allude the mohammedan reflected for a moment and then answered i can see no harm in telling you that i am not aware of any diamonds in which i am personally interested having arrived in paris indeed said brett leaning forward in his chair and instantly dropping the listless air which had hitherto characterized his utterances that is a very curious thing because the diamonds have been in paris at least two days and if they are withheld from the possession of those who employed certain agents to secure them there must be a powerful reason to account for the delay speaking quite disinterestedly monsieur i would advise you to inquire into the matter at once his words evidently perturbed the turk will you object he said if i leave you alone a few minutes i wish to consult with a friend of mine who happens to be staying here assuredly said brett but let me beg you to leave your cigarettes behind they are exquisite hussein almulk had never before encountered such a personality as reginald brett his eyebrows became perfectly oval with surprise and admiration for the man who could thus juggle with a dangerous situation here is my case he said and when we have concluded this most interesting conversation i hope you will leave me your address so that i may have the extreme pleasure of sending you a few hundreds then he quitted the room he was absent fully five minutes on his return he said in the opinion of my friend mr brett it is impossible for us to do anything at the present moment we must inquire we must verify we must consult others you will see that the negotiations you have undertaken require on our part some display of the extreme delicacy and tact in which you have given us so admirable a lesson suppose now we agree to meet here again to-morrow at the same hour am i to understand that what has transpired this morning remains we will not say a secret but a myth a mere idle fantasy as between you and me that is precisely my idea said brett one hates to mention such a brutal word as police in an affair demanding finesse personally i hate the blunderers 
they rob life of its charm they have absolutely no conception of art romance with them can end only in penal servitude or on the gallows believe me hussein i am very discreet in another minute he was standing in the street and inhaling generous draughts of the keen air of paris i wonder how much my life was worth during the first five minutes said he to himself and then he made his way to a telegraph office whence he dispatched the following message to the earl of fairholme stanhope gate london have received definite intelligence which confirms my views expect our friend will be discovered within forty-eight hours if possible join me at grand hotel paris to-night eleven o'clock brett End of chapter 7